Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Final hour of the Thursday edition. In for Chad Withrow, J.P. Aaron Sevia, Major League Baseball catcher, broadcaster, fill-in host who's crushing it, friend of Alex Anthopoulos and more. And fan of the Tennessee Titans <laughs> over the Dallas Cowboys today. He's got a little cash riding on the, the 14 points. Well, we'll see. Thursday Night Football tonight, we'll preview that in every game for week six, or week 17. Excuse me, I keep saying week 16 because we're two weeks away and we've added the week. Um, we'll preview that in about 20 minutes. We'll hit some other headlines. Uh, headline here in the States and internationally in sports is Pele. Pele has passed away at the age of 82, uh, dying of cancer, and... The Brazilian soccer legend, three World Cup victories, uh, the sport's first global icon. Um, you mention his name, literally any sports fan knows who we're talking about, JP. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know that he was a legend, and it, the, the biggest thing is is legends never die, right? You, yeah. That, that name will be around forever. I was not a soccer player growing up, not a fan of soccer, uh, but you said who Pe- you said the name the word Pele and the name Pele, I yeah. knew exactly who you were talking about, and that's that's a transcending kind of player. Yeah, an amazing ability that goes without saying. Uh, dies of colon cancer and organ failure due to complications with that uh, at the age of 82. He had this photo I saw of him. I believe it was his daughter, um, and then maybe a grandkid over Christmas on his bed it was it was awesome and heartbreaking at the same time if that makes sense i mean it's been tough i mean the sports world in general obviously he is a a legend and will always be remembered but also you know again mike leach yeah there's a lot of there's this big name obviously not as big of a name but you know people who are transcending in a sense Pele, pele though he's very transcending Coming up, uh, again, we'll preview Week 17, but here's your current NFL playoff picture. And the storylines, really, for the race for the playoffs in the NFL are in the NFC for the most part. I, If you start to look at the playoff picture for the AFC, we've got a lot of teams locked in, and you can see those who have clinched. Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're leading their divisions. And then you have the Chargers who have already clinched and the Baltimore Ravens who have already clinched their spot. There's really one spot left open for grabs in the AFC because the winner of Jacksonville and Tennessee in 10 days in week 18 in Jacksonville will determine the AFC South champion. The loser will be out. Uh, But you have right now the Miami Dolphins in the final spot but they need to continue to stack wins. Teddy Bridgewater in for Tua Tagovailoa, and right there on the bubble, same division, Patriots and Jets at seven and eight. Uh, the Patriots currently third in the AFC East, followed by the Jets in fourth. 
but both of them have their opportunity. And the Steelers, they're still in the mix, but really what the Steelers are up for doing is trying to prevent that losing season, which will tell you the importance of that for Mike Tomlin in a moment. In the NFC, looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, JP, you've got uh, Minnesota in the two spot, but San Francisco, that's the team I love in the NFC. I cannot wait to watch them with Brock Purdy or Jimmy G. There's talk that Jimmy G could be coming back for the postseason. Um, they're in the three spot right now, and also the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they've clinched last week based on results, and they play in Nashville tonight. They're in a wild card spot, and they're likely on the road. Currently, they're the five seed. They would have to lose out to have a possibility of this not being the case. Right now, and by the way, if they win out and Philly loses out, Dallas will win the division. Philly needs one more win to lock everything up. Point being, though, right now, Dallas would be on the road against Tampa Bay or Carolina as the division winner. That's what it would come down to in the South. And on that side of things, why it's more interesting, Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, uh, Lions in the mix. And then way down the list, but not out of it, the Green Bay Packers. All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. he's winning games, and everything's been falling into place for them scenario-wise where they need to win out, they need the Commanders to lose one game, or they must win out and watch the Giants lose back-to-back -back games. That would get them into the final spot. Well, I, I'll tell you one team that impressed me and that just showed me the resilience uh, when it comes to being a clinched playoff team was the Vikings. That Vikings game against the yeah. Colts. Yes. Getting your absolute tail whooped. And I'm watching this game. They go to halftime, and I think, well, this game is over. What are you going to tell the guys? And they come back and they win that game. To me, that tells you a lot more about a team than just a, a win, right? That tells you that these, one, these guys are resilient. Two, these guys have no, absolutely no quit in them. And that, you look at their, their record, they're 12-3 and three now. That's a game that you're up and it's easily, you, you just go, you know what, it is what it is. Today's not our day. When you already know you're in a good position. No, those guys... The dogs, the dog in them right there, that's something that fires me up. I, I, I really I have not been a fan ever of the, of the Vikings other than uh, Smith, Harrison, Harrison Smith. Smith. Yeah, the uh, Because we used to train together in the okay. same spot. Okay, But I'll tell you what, that showed me a lot. Well, they've got a great nucleus around a very average quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, no fault of his own. I mean, he's, that he is what he is. But he is able. He has so many options now, and with the coaching change that they've made from last year to this year, Kevin O'Connell comes in from the Rams, more of a pass-first mentality. They were going. Vikings were going through the run with Dalvin Cook. He's still there. He's still great, but they can lean on him when they need to, matchup-wise. But Justin Jefferson, who could be the first ever 2,000-yard receiver in NFL Unreal. history, that dude's on fire. Crate, yeah. Not nearly 500 yards receiving over his last three games. Uh, insane production. He's facing now two teams. They've got the Packers, and they're on the road in Chicago. So cold weather matchups, but he's facing two defenses that he's already shredded this year earlier with the chance to go for 2,000. He needs to average 122 yards per game over the final two weeks here to do it. He would pass Megatron, Calvin Johnson, for the best season ever, which for any receiver yardage-wise was uh, 1,962 yards, I believe. So he was just shy of 2,000. 
and uh, Megatron did that in 2012. This is not some easy feat. We could see two receivers do it. You mentioned earlier with Armando, Tyreek Hill. Hill can also pass Calvin Johnson this well, year over the final two weeks. Quarterback down, though, that's a tough one. Yeah, but see, but you're right, though. You mentioned earlier, like, they'd get theirs. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was Bridgewater um, or, you know, any option at quarterback minus Tua. They were uh, – Tyreek Hill's been putting up monster numbers yeah. week in and week out. It's, it's very impressive with what they've done offensively and the threats they have with him and Waddle as a duo. Um, they're the best story, I think, to follow now over the final two weeks in the AFC because two is down and can Bridgewater – be that guy that can play can his way bridge? into it. Yeah, yeah. Can he be the bridge well, to the I mean, playoffs? He, can he be someone they can rely on moving forward if you can't count on Tua due to the head injuries? You oh. know, beyond this year. That's that's a tough part because you go first round pick that high and you expect that's your dude for a while. Yeah. And then this goes on and listen, he it, it, the the head is something not to mess with. It's scary. It's and that's the tough part. Yeah, and he's and now the league they have Miami under a microscope of with how they handled the first one, which wasn't technically won based on the protocol the NFL had in place. They changed the protocol after he had the second one, which was official. The second one I'm talking about in Cincinnati where he's knocked out cold. Yeah. And that was four days after he had one but didn't have one based on – so he didn't have one based on protocol, but it's pretty I mean, clear yeah, based he, on the reaction and how he got watch, hit. Yeah, yeah you and can watch tell. him stand up and kind yeah. of wobble. Yeah, there, there's a reason why UFC fighters, when they get knocked out, they cannot even spar for 90 days. Yeah. Like, they're, they don't have their license to do so. Yes. Uh, Training-wise. So, uh, Tua is under a microscope, not just by his team, but by the league. And rightfully so, based on how this has all gone this season for him. Um, also under a microscope is Russell Wilson. <laughs> Awful season. They're sticking with him. They're not benching him. You're seeing, like, for instance, uh, Derek Carr, who's been benched, and he took his ball and went home. Yeah, he said, I'm going home. Yeah, because he's going to be an active anyway. They told him he's going to be active. He's like, all right, peace. I'm out. I'm a, no need for me to be here. Pound sand. Yeah. Uh, from the emotional press conference to you know, giving the deuces out the door uh, with two weeks to play. Uh, opposite scenario, though, because they can save money with Derek Carr this offseason. The Raiders can. Meanwhile, the Broncos are locked into this deal with Russell Wilson. That's They're going to have to live with it. they got to pair him up with someone that's going to use him better uh and they also have to you know keep their fingers crossed that russell wilson's going to play better he said uh hey i wish i would have played better for nathaniel hackett and i'm thinking man play better for your team and yourself this has been awful yeah. i mean it, it is have you seen the graph where uh they're keeping up with his touchdown passes versus the bathrooms in his home uh i'm gonna see it yeah, okay so russell wilson is you know he's got this 12 bathroom mansion after throwing one passing touchdown and getting completely outclassed by a quarterback who was cut this season, Russell Wilson has tied the bathrooms. Uh, yes, this is something that someone <laughs> is actually keeping up with. Jeez. As momentous as this occasion is, the bathroom-o-meter, well, it continues until he surpasses that 12-bathroom benchmark where he's trying to have more touchdown passes this season than bathrooms, Ugh. which should be an easy layup for him, but it's not in Denver. This is an atrocious offense, and I mean, let's be honest. Do you think he's actually used all 12 bathrooms? I, I, I was actually thinking that when I saw 12 bathrooms, I'm like, how do you actually... I think a, a guy would absolutely christen all 12. You think so? Yes. Ah, I yes. think there's probably bathrooms in the wings, wings of his house that he's only seen when he walked Sometimes around. Sometimes you got to get away. 
You know, you really get away. <laughs> uh, but you know you what? Got to walk a block to get to the other. I'll one. tell you what. I mean, quarterbacks might buy houses now that have less bathrooms, so this bathroom meter yeah. can be oh, a little yeah. bit of an influence. Like, or this well, should be the new quarterback rating. Yeah, <laughs> you have the Russell Wilson bathroom meter, and you can rate the quarterback production based on bathrooms in Wilson's mansion. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Good for him. Uh, Twelve bathrooms, impressive, Sierra. Uh, so yes, he's, well not, done. he's not doing bad. But yeah. here's my question with Russell Wilson. Is it that he is now past his prime and he is no longer great? Was it a not good system for him? And that's why he was not the best version of himself. But they're going to have to figure that out because I can tell you what, he's got a lot of paper stacks coming to him for the next few years. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be tough for the Denver Broncos if he is not the Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. I mean, I get why Denver did what they did. Yeah. They've won their Super Bowls. They had Elway, and they've always been chasing to get back to Elway. So what do they do? They acquire Peyton Manning, and they win a Super Bowl. And since then, they've been trying to go down that path again, and they're going after Russell Wilson this offseason after Aaron Rodgers said, I'm staying in Green Bay. Literally, an hour, less than an hour later, this trade is official. They had Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. He didn't call plays. Matt LaFleur did that in Green Bay. But Nathaniel Hackett was in Green Bay with Rodgers. If Rodgers wanted out, the thought was, and Fisher touched on this yesterday, the thought was, hey, you could pair those two together. It made a lot of sense. Uh, the second best option in that scenario is to go, if you're looking the veteran route, is to go get Russell Wilson, who's played in two Super Bowls, should have won two Super Bowls, um, but they decide to throw, and Malcolm Butler picks it off in one of the greatest plays in the history of the game. Yeah. It's a top five, top God. six play. That's the worst play ever. Yeah, and yeah, uh, but he's won one, should have won two, and you start looking around going, okay, this, this could get Denver back. They've already got the defense. They had a good receiving core around him, right? They didn't lose those guys. And a run game that should should have improved more than it did, and it has completely gone the opposite direction. Head coach way in over his head, and we knew that from week one. Week one, Monday Night Football in Seattle. So the first game, Russell Wilson's back in Seattle. And with the game on the line, Nathaniel Hackett chooses to go for the 64-yard field goal instead of putting Russell Wilson on the field on fourth down to go for it and move the chains forward. Uh, in fact, they took a knee that lost two yards on the play itself to set up the longer field goal in that situation instead of letting Wilson back in the stadium where he last played for 10 years um, instead of letting the vet go for it it was bizarre and it's been weird since and he's been Wilson's not blameless here he's been awful and I think part of it too is he's he's very I think he's very fake and phony and how he comes across um, I think you can certainly hear that in Seattle and if you start to Hear the rumors about how he had his own office, and you know, like yeah, well, listen, that's there's weird, a lot of, man. There's a lot of people that play that they play the game, they you, act like they're they're this person, but in in reality, they're not. Or he wouldn't give. There was another the, one of his former players uh, teammates said that he would not give him his phone number. Yeah, that's that's tired. I, I, I for me, it that's gets to odd a, though. It, it, no, it's, you know? it gets to a point, and I've been around guys, and you play with guys. Uh, I really don't even have a teammate that I ever felt was like that, but you were definitely around guys uh, that I played that you're like, you're so full of garbage. Like yeah, you, you can, act, you act one way yep. and this is how you act. And then, but the reality is, is you're nowhere near that. And, uh, you know, it's, 
that stuff is frustrating because then you lose respect for that person as a player, and then they struggle, and you kind of – it's not that you cheer it on, but they struggle, and it doesn't really bother you. Um, but I'll tell you what. I will say this. I don't know how front offices make decisions for who they hire, but I wish that they would talk to players or at least get a little bit more – I think they talk to some, but, but – But get yeah. more information because here's the thing. I, I, there's guys that I've been around that have been managers in the major leagues and, and, and managers, and, and you talk to – you know, we t- all talk, right? All athletes talk, hockey, NBA, NFL, and you know you're like, oh, we knew this guy was going to stink. And it's like, <laughs> how do we have that? And you go through a thorough process to get interviewed, yeah, and you still make a decision – that is so bad that it can turn your franchise to to literal junk. You can like this. really set yourself back. And it's it's like I, I just don't get how they make some of these decisions when they have all the opportunities to to inv- to investigate. Twelve bathrooms, best, greatest home, most impressive penthouse, whatever you want to say, throughout your major league career, throughout your life. J.P. and Sivia, best, most. Uh, disgusting yet impressive and envious home you've ever stepped into was where? Uh, well, it's not envious because it was an apartment. It was a it was a penthouse. So AJ Burnett, okay, he had a penthouse in Toronto. Uh, I forgot what the building was called. It was the three stories. Okay, it had a glass elevator that would go to the, through this the middle of this condo. First off, the door opened up, which I, I think any penthouse. The door opens up to the condo, right? Like you're yes. not you're not coming off the elevator and like, oh, who's in who's in twenty four oh four and who's twenty four oh six? It's like, this is my place. Welcome. Um, it's the front door of a home. Yeah, in a condominium. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And and it was enormous. I don't remember how many rooms, and I don't remember the square footage. It had the patio. Might as well been a full on like basketball court on the top of this building. You overlooked. The CN Tower, the baseball stadium. I mean, it was it was insane. And I think he was paying. I, I wanna say it was over fifty thousand dollars a month for rent. So that tells you what kind of house he well, was or what kind of It kind of tells was. me also the kind of parties that were there. You're uh, paying fifty grand a month, you're throwing parties there. That is the pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good spot um, <laughs> for uh, events. Like a chef, uh, they have a chef on every level, like three kitchens. Uh, you know, I don't know if they had a chef on every level, but I guarantee you they had bottles of alcohol on every level and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> plenty of games to play. And I mean, listen, it was there's hot tubs on the top. I mean, it was insane. And he, he had his wife there, it was family. I mean, it's but that was when I got there, I was like, this is the big leagues. Like, uh, the little condo that I'm staying in. <laughs> Uh, not the big leagues. Three-story penthouse, mucho big leagues. So most out of place I've ever felt was this mansion in, uh, in Scottsdale at Silverleaf. Uh, great golf course. Oh, amazing. Um, and great, a great couple. Like they, they sell the uh, – I won't name them, but they sell the wire. The company they, they created started – they sell the wire that goes into the AT&T fiber uh, 5G stuff that they're bearing now. So right? they're not so, hurting. No. And they, they have cornered the market on that. Okay. So 
I go in, right? And we go there for dinner because we have a mutual friend that allowed me to go with them. Uh, three gates to get to the home. You have to go through three, three get, guarded gates, three of them. That's the first thing. And you're going up this hill. Uh, Howie Long lives up there on this hill. Three piano rooms, okay? Jeez. Uh, uh, ten bathrooms, I believe. So it wasn't 12. It wasn't Russell Wilson quality here. But they, they had two mega rooms for their dogs. The dogs had a, a, a doggy door outside with their own patio that was field turf. Okay? <laughs> um, infinity pool that goes into another infinity pool that then overlooks Silverleaf. I, I'm not uh, uh, a mini golf course, putt putt, right beneath the the infinity pool. Uh, the most. Uh, Do you know what it, it was, was worth? Did no, you ever I look could up? look it up. I could look it up. It's insane, insane. And you know, two guest homes that connect to the actual house. It was everything that you would want but don't need. That's how I described this. And it was two of the most like generous. Uh, the most generous couple I've ever come across. And if you met them, and they've, they've actually hung out here with us at Six and Peabody, if you met them, you have no clue that this is their home. But it is, it is incredible. Their favorite room was just this uh, a trophy room where the guy played football. And he, it, was just a, it was the size of a normal walk-in closet. That's where he had his computer. And then entire home. I thought you were going to say his favorite room is like his wine cave that he has. Just oh, the wine the cellar finest. was awesome. The, yeah. the, the, the theater was incredible. Um, we, it took us like an hour and a half to take the tour. I'm glad you guys got a tour, though. That at least, if you go I was into a house him, like that. I was asking him in some of the rooms, hey, when was the last time you stepped foot in here? And he couldn't remember. He's like, oh, it's been, it's been over a year. <laughs> That's, you know what's funny? Uh, you remember Doug Drabeck, um, the pitcher? Yes. Uh, Cy Young with yes. the Pittsburgh Pirates. His... his son was my teammate and he said that they used to call through intercom to talk and to have conversations because he had a i mean it looked like richie rich he showed me an overhead uh picture of the house and he's like i was like how did you guys even talk he's like honestly we would intercom each other to have conversations and like that's how you know the house is too big it's no longer like by the way every time i hear your name jonathan i feel like i'm in trouble because that's what i <laughs> that's what jp jonathan but used to be like, there's no more like, hey, Jonathan, pick up uh, your room. It's like, uh, paging Jonathan. Yeah, it's like calling downstairs now <laughs> is what kids are doing, right? There On he their is, cell Dougie phone. Fresh. Yeah, there he is uh, for the Pirates. Um, you know, now we're all waiting, by the way, JP, for Clay to build uh, his new home. Then we can compare uh, greatest home we've ever stepped foot into. Hey, that's <laughs> your stories. Your stories. Pretty uh, Again, elaborate. So. Uh, way out of place. And like I was just trying to sneak around even though I was invited in the door. It was one of those deals. Three gates? I wonder what the three, three gates. gates is about. Well, to get into the actual golf okay, complex, so right? And then you have to go up the hill. You go up the hill to the next level and you go through another gate. And these are great homes, right? But I wonder what those homeowners feel like knowing that they've, you know, they have the home of their dreams. But up on the hill, you got to go through another gate to get to your neighbors. I... I, tell me if I'm wrong, and this is just me. I could have. I feel like if I could have all the money uh, to buy a house like that, I still wouldn't get a house that. Big. Oh, I, w I wouldn't either. I, I, wouldn't I, want I, that. I don't think that. I think that I'd rather have like a cool outdoor area. Yeah. I'd rather have yes. a sick bar, like man room, smokes the finest cigars, pool, pool house. Yeah, yeah. like yes. I'd rather have more of that than to live into to live and have like an a monstrosity of a house. I, I'd rather 
have the putting green. I'd rather have that stuff than have the actual structure totally, of the house. To- I would rather have land. Yes. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, let the dog run. Yeah. You know? He doesn't need to have a private uh, patio. Go go run. Like, hang out. But I, I, I that's... It, I, I've... We're going to the Super Bowl. I'm hoping to swing by there. I'm going to call him up and see if we can swing by there. Well, you want to go? Guys, you need to crash there. Well, you guys don't even know we're there. Yeah, ask my wife. But uh, okay, if um, you guys go out there, can you guys have a uh, outkick version of cribs? I'm sure we can. That would be big time. I'm sure we can. Yeah. Um, as long as they'll give us the the tour. No, they don't have to give you the full tour. Just even oh. even just like the outside, and then yeah, here's the drive up. Yeah. That's the tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going uh, through the three security guards. Square feet, 30,000. Yeah. Oh, insane, man. And Russell Wilson, 12 bathrooms. And yeah. I guarantee you he's used all of them. Uh, coming up, one big thing on every NFL game. And I'm going to get J.P. and Sivia, Vol for life. His thoughts on the Orange Bowl, Tennessee and Clemson, which kicks off tomorrow. All of that more straight ahead. Now kick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. You're listening on this great radio partner. We appreciate you. Six states and growing on the Outkick Radio Network and streaming live at outkick.com. You can see all the shows there. Uh, Clay, Tommy, us, Trey Wallace Podcast, and uh, and so much more. Uh, Hookstead's podcast is great, and um, I'll leave a ton of people out, but we've got plenty of content. Oh, Dockage, yeah. Oh, Dockage, did, I, Dockage, did I say it wrong? Uh, a lot of people say Dockage. Uh, it is Dan Dockage. Dockage. Um, and I shouldn't have left Dan, left Dan out because Dan is going to be here Monday. A lot of, you know, if you're lucky, a lot of you will have Monday off because you're celebrating New Year's Day on the 2nd, right? But we're going to have a show because that's a massive sports reaction day. Oh, with the college yeah. football playoff, uh, Orange Bowl, and more. So we've got that. Oh, and we'll also be going into the week 18, and all of the playoff scenarios will be right there in front of us for all the positioning for the wild card spots. And that all continues starting tonight. It is time for one big thing on every NFL game for week 17. And uh, Thursday night football is where we get going. 11-4, and four, the Dallas Cowboys. The Titans are 7-8. and eight, And Josh Dobbs is starting. His first career start um, in the NFL. His first start since starting for the Tennessee Volunteers takes place at Nissan Stadium for the Tennessee Titans against Dallas. I'll give JP my thoughts on this game a bit later. Uh, Cardinals and Falcons somehow. DeAndre Hopkins played 71 snaps this past week for the Cardinals. He had one target in Week 16. Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. He hasn't thrown an interception in two starts. He also has not thrown a touchdown in two starts as they continue to evaluate their draft pick. Titans have given the boot, it seems, to Malik Willis over the final two weeks, starting Josh Dobbs, for instance, tonight. Bears and Lions. 
The Chicago Bears have never lost nine games in a row. JP, the streak right now, they have lost seven in a row with two weeks to play. So they are well on their way to losing nine in a row. The Houston Texans continue to play well. Maybe not winning every game where they're playing well down the stretch, but they have Jacksonville this week. And Chicago's right behind them looking for the number one overall pick. Too little, too late, probably, for the number one overall pick. Do you but think the number one overall pick this year is that big? Of, is that going to be that much of a game changer? For Houston, yes, because they'll have their selection of Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And compared to last year, far better options. Well, they have that Lewis far better. quarterback out of Kentucky higher. Oh, which well, is crazy to me. And it, it, if Sorry they to go, off. if they go with Will Levis, if they go with Will Levis, oh, Levis. number one overall, the guy that eats the bananas. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, and is very average with his production. Yeah. you're right. Yeah, I, I don't get it, and no one we've had on gets it. I'd take but Bryce somehow, Young one one. Yes, I would. So, somehow, the the draftniks out there are saying that he's the top quarterback prospect in the draft. I don't, I don't see it. Jared Goff, by the way, for Detroit, 12 touchdown passes, no interceptions in the last seven games for Detroit. They lost last week, though, to Carolina in a game they needed to get in order to, I think, stay in that wild card race. They're still mathematically there, but that was a big loss for them. Uh, Jags and Texans mentioned the, the, the one, the, excuse me, the two 12 and one now Houston Texans after their win over the Tennessee Titans. Jags are 7-8. and eight. It's also meaningless for them. Regardless of what happens, same as Tennessee, Week 18 is the win-and-end scenario. And it sounds like Doug Peterson's going to play his starters. The Titans aren't playing their starters tonight. Um, starters, you know, start of the season as backups, many of them. Uh, but Derrick Henry's not going to play. They put Ryan Tannehill and, and others, uh, Bud Dupree, on injured reserve. Uh, it sounds like Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Are you on... Trevor Lawrence, are you are you sold? Because I watched him on that comeback game. I think he's a, he's in sync with Peterson. I think it's a great pairing. Do you think? And so you think he's he's a dude finally. He's he's a guy that looks like I all mean, the hype. It's it's tough to crack the top AFC quarterbacks right now. He is right there. He's right there on that line. You know, the, I saw the bar. Made, I've, I've seen him made some throws this season that I'm like. Yeah, Holy it, smokes. Yeah, he started slow. But I, again, like he started with Urban Meyer, then had the interim, and now he's got Peterson, who I think has been great for him behind the scenes. Uh, yes, I'm in on Trevor Lawrence. All right. And I think he's he's hitting that. He's right below the prime, right? You've yeah. got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Herbert. And then there's Trevor Lawrence, who could be right. that next quarterback right there well, in the playoffs. He looks, he's been looking much better. Agreed. Uh, Broncos and Chiefs. Broncos have been awful. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes never look better. Uh, Kelsey, sixth in the league at tight end. He's sixth in the league in receiving yards. And he's, of course, number one for tight ends. He's got over 1,200 yards receiving. Second at tight end is TJ Hawkinson for the Vikings by way of Detroit at 839. It's not even close. The, the biggest producer at the position. Um, Dolphins Patriots. The Dolphins have lost four in a row now, but they can still make the playoffs by winning their final two games. They've got the Jets and the Patriots. Patriots, Jets in that order, actually. And Teddy Bridgewater is now at the reins. Patriots have 50 sacks on the season, most in the league. And 
over half of them are from Judon and Uche. See, Nobody, they're nice. getting half of it from two guys who have been extremely dominant. The, you know what's funny, though? The Dolphins have always played the Patriots well. Even when the Patriots right. were winning, yeah. they were always like the thorn in their side. So yeah. hopefully that's the case for the Dolphins uh, this week. And they're going up to New England, which... I would imagine it's going to be a little warmer in Miami than it is in New yes. England. So I always think that's also a tougher thing to adjust to. I don't know if you feel like weather plays a big part. This, Yes, it does. This but time at, of year. But this this point, I mean, we talked to Armando earlier, the Buffalo Bills. No one wants to go into Buffalo to play in that kind of cold weather. And Miami lost the game, but I thought they played well in Buffalo yeah. a couple weeks ago despite the conditions. Yeah, I thought they, they showed they can go on the road and play that game. The question is, are they going to be able to do it consecutive weeks if they have to go through Kansas City and Buffalo, for instance? Um, maybe Cincy. Colts and Giants. Giants are 8-6-1. and one. The problem is they're 2-5-1 and one in their last eight games. And the good news for them, Nick Foles is still playing for Indianapolis this week for whatever reason. Awful. Uh, Panthers-Buccaneers winning for the fourth time in six games. The Panthers... 570 offensive yards last week against Detroit. That's a franchise record. Also a franchise record, rushing yards. This is an organization that has Christian McCaffrey. They set a franchise record with Deontay Foreman and company, where over their first 12 carries of the game last week, they had 150-plus yards rushing and two touchdowns. Impressive. Uh, meanwhile, the Buccaneers, same uh, one game better, actually. They're 7-8. and eight. Panthers are 6-9. and nine. Tom Brady's lowest yards per attempt average in 20 years. It's happening right now before our eyes. And he's also thrown six interceptions over his last uh, three games. Multiple interceptions, three games. First time in 20 years he's done that, too. Can't get him out, though. He's, a, he's the, he's the one guy. He's the one guy that until it's, it's a full season of it to where you can go, okay, maybe this is. I, I can never count him out because he's like the undertaker. It's like the. He gets back up, man. And I, I saw him play his final game in Foxborough, 2019, uh, which was 2019-2020 playoffs. And the wild card round there, when the Titans beat them, I thought he would. That I thought he had lost it. And then the the next year he goes to Tampa and wins a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, it was a completely Never different player. Yeah, which is why I don't think he's done now. As bad as he's playing, uh, Browns and Commanders. Rookie first round pick Jahan Dotson for the Commanders. He had 14 catches through his first 12 games. He was also banged up through some of those games. 15 catches, three touchdowns over his last three games. So he's past the rookie wall, and he's performing well. He leads the Commanders with seven touchdown receptions, and he can tie the franchise record with one more. Saints and Eagles. The Eagles need just one win to clinch the NFC's number one overall spot. Philadelphia, though, seven turnovers combined over the last two games. And they had four, yeah, four against the Cowboys. It took the Cowboys four to beat them by six. What about Hurt? Uh, Hurts, excuse me, Jalen Hurts. He, how, how amazing has he? I he'd be an MVP if he didn't get hurt. He I, hurt I, his shoulder. I, I I'm just saying, like for me, that's when you talk about oh, he's transcending quarterbacks and like yeah, well, how somebody can make a difference. He, he was a guy that no one really thought it was a prove it year for him. Yeah. But they've invested in pieces around, and they bring in A.J. Brown, who has 80 catches for, 
like 1,300 yards. Where did A.J. Brown come from? I, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what he and his agent did uh, in the magic trick they pulled off with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And they paired him. You mentioned Miami. They paired him with uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah. And they already could run it well, and Hurts has been very efficient. They're making sure he's healthy for the postseason. And they played well with Gardner Minshew a, a week ago anyway. 49ers Raiders, Mr. Irrelevant was Brock Purdy. Uh, he has been unbelievable considering the options and the quarterbacks they've gone through within Kyle Shanahan's offense. They're running their offense with Shanahan, with Brock Purdy, who was the final pick of the NFL draft <laughs> out of Iowa State. And now he's becoming more of a household name and an underdog story people were rooting on and, and rooting for and latching on to with, uh, with, the, with the bus, you know? All aboard. Yeah. Well, All aboard the bus. It's like Minshew. They had Minshew, the, yeah, Minshew he, in very similar that, fashion. He had that at some point. Rams, Chargers, Justin Herbert. No touchdown passes and three interceptions his last two games, but the Chargers have clinched their spot. A couple of others. Jets, Seahawks. Back to Mike White for the New York Jets. Robert Sala's defense, incredible. And it's back to Mike White now, who's finally been cleared to return by the, the medical staff in New York. They need him because Zach Wilson isn't the guy. They're moving on from him. In fact, he's inactive. He's the third string dude. It's really no different than the way they're treating Derek Carr in, in Vegas. Uh, I mean, how, it's when you start to think about stories, and, and one of the things that I look at is with the Jets, Mike White talking about him and drama. We talked about the Broncos earlier. Yeah. How about the whole Wilson, the old Wilson saga? That that's uh, that's yeah. been pretty special to they, see. They were uh, he was five and two. Wilson missed the first month of the season, then came back. He was five and two, and Robert Sala made the quarterback change with their starting quarterback having a record of five and two because they had to admit they were not going to make the playoffs or do what they could accomplish with a great defense with him. As the starting quarterback, they couldn't score. My, they, they haven't they haven't allowed more than twenty two points since they've allowed it one time. They've allowed more than twenty two points one time since week three. That's yeah, how it, good they've been. They're losing. It, you know, it, it tells me though they're losing culture. We we talk about this in any sport. Yeah, that's a big deal. And when they took him out, and he said that uh, he he said he didn't feel bad for anything. What was his comment? No, I think the question was, did did you feel like the your play and the offense's play today? Um, that the you you held back a great defensive performance that you let your defense oh, down. down, you let your team yeah. down. Oh yeah, he said no, no, and and that for me. And then when Mike White was starting, and they all had the shirts that's that that were for Mike White. Yep, that told me everything I had to know about that clubhouse. Yeah, that it was there's something going hey, on in there. You and could so, see it. You could see it. Mike White was out, so Wilson was back in. They take him out. Strevler comes in, and you could see the team playing harder for that yeah. guy. You know, there's an energy to it's it. It's not a good... He lost the locker room with that. Oh, not a good situation. You can't be the quarterback and have that type of reaction yeah. behind the scenes. Steelers-Ravens, Sunday night football, uh, with or without Lamar Jackson. They've got to find further production within that Baltimore offense. No one's talking about them doing anything in the postseason. Meanwhile, mentioned this earlier with, with Pittsburgh, mathematically, they're not eliminated. That's incredible when you consider they started the season... Two and six. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. And currently they're seven and eight after starting two and six. Kenny Pickett hasn't been great, but they're winning 
tight ball games right now, and you can see this group, this young group, getting better and coming together. And if Mike Tomlin pulls this off again, where he somehow finishes uh, a game above 500, or you know can work in a tie where he can be eight, eight, and one, wow. And Baltimore's for the taking here. They flex this game to Sunday Night Football. Meanwhile, uh, JP's Vikings, Vikings Packers. Packers need to win out in order to try to keep playoff hopes alive. Minnesota's at 12 and three. They are 11 and 0 in one score games, including including that, the 33 greatest comeback we've ever seen, oh. out, outscoring Indy 36 to three in the second half to force overtime, and then kicking a field goal to win by three. I I, I turned off the TV and I thought, man, Jeff Saturday is a genius. Like, look at what he's doing against the the Vikings. How dare you count him out? And then, well, I turned it back on, watch a field goal lose the game and I'm thinking no flipping way that's why you always have to watch the games though well or follow Twitter Twitter will tell us yeah well that, that is I true. flipped it off too and I was like what's the score oh I'm I'm turning this back yeah. on they got the ball back yeah they've scored 14 they have the ball back in the third quarter okay I'm in uh Bills Bengals Monday Night Football uh cream of the the crop here when it comes to week 17 12 and 3 against 11 and 4 Joe Burrow 14 touchdown passes. Let me rephrase that. He had a couple more. 16 touchdown passes in his last six games now. Uh, He's been on fire. So is Dawson Knox in Buffalo. A touchdown catch in three straight games. Josh Allen. He's had uh, several multi-interception games. Five of them. Five two-interception games this year. At least two picks. Got to clean it up or Cincinnati is going to get them. Bengals are a home dog. little preview tomorrow for my outright underdog winners. Moneyline. Oh, yeah? Bengals get a point. I mean, technically the underdog. It may be yeah. uh, an even push by the time we get to kickoff. But, hey, I'm leaning Cincinnati. Cincinnati is my favorite team right now. Well, Burrow's a stud. And he's, he's a dog, it, too. Man. Watching him yes. in LSU, that guy's got winning, winning blood in him like he just knows what he yeah is he knows what he i do love josh allen as well i think josh allen is a guy that his athleticism is so fun to watch we had this yesterday look at the quarterback the young quarterbacks 27 or younger in the afc playoffs versus how the quarterbacks were acquired in the nfc and the trades that were made and when they were drafted it's a yin and the yang it's weird by far, the stars at the position are in yeah. the AFC right now, and they're about to get paid and locked up long-term if they're not already. Coming up, we will get JP's thoughts on the Orange Bowl. And I mean, do you want to do final thoughts when we come back? You want to look at that camera and get final thoughts? Sure. Let me <laughs> get final thoughts. We, uh, we will do that. Uh, we will get you into tonight's Thursday Night Football matchup where JP and I are going head-to-head um, with the bets we're making. One of us will win. Titans. One of us will not and we'll tell you why I think I'm right and why <laughs> he's not. That's next now, Kick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. JP, Aaron Sibia, wrapping up what's been a great show. Uh, he's been the great guest host today hope you've enjoyed it 
It's been fun. It's I know you, you, ha- you haven't enjoyed my – it sounds like I'm really hating on Tennessee – Sports in general. I also don't think the balls are winning. Ah, oh, you got twice today. You guys are just hitting me right in the feels. <laughs> I mean, stop. I, I won't mind to see them win, you know. But I, Clemson to me is going to get them, and it's a win-win scenario uh, for for Heupel. Oh it, no, he's, you know, no, the, he's the already, fact that yeah. they're in this game. One hundred percent. It's and and not that without Hendon Hooker. With Hendon Hooker, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, you know. Uh, Joe Milton just doesn't. I just don't trust him. Yeah, you know, I, he's got a phenomenal arm, but you can throw an orange however many yards you want. You can throw exactly. the ball as hard as you want. You got to hit him in the hands or in the chest and let them have an opportunity to make a catch. And I haven't seen him do that very well. Yeah, I, I, we're going to watch this game tomorrow, and we're still not going to know exactly if he's the guy next year or not. You know, Nico's there practicing and yeah. going through the motions, but... Uh, I think they're hopeful that Milton can start the season as that guy. He's he's no Hendon Hooker, though. Uh, Josh Dobbs could also do some damage in this offense, and you think he's going to do damage tonight against the Cowboys. Why? Well, because it is a home cooking for him. He's feeling good. He wants to show what he can still do. He's an astronaut. The guy is a genius. He's going to go out there and terrorize the Cowboys' defense, and the turf is wet. So, I, okay. advantage. Yeah, huge advantage. Huge advantage uh, for the undersized offensive linemen who are going to be slipping hey, all over the place no, against Micah Parsons. Th- their heart. It's not the size <laughs> of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the heart in the dog. Sometimes Titans. it just comes down to dudes. And right now the Cowboys have the talent. The Titans don't. And if they do, the best players are sidelined tonight. Enjoy the game. Back at it tomorrow.